Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to the Good Pop Culture Club. It is our final week of our October hiatus, and we'll be back next week with a new episode of the Good Pop Culture Club, where we'll be checking out the new Sandra Oh uh, film, Quiz Lady, which premiered at TIFF this year and is releasing on Hulu um, today, November 3rd. So uh, feel free to watch along and join us next week for our discussion. Um, but once again, I didn't want to leave you guys with nothing this week. So um, for this week's drop, we are reaching way back to a podcast called Fresh Creatives, which was one of my old podcasts that I started back in 2016. Um, it ran for about, I want to say, 20-ish episodes. But the premise is um, I invite a friend to come over and using a generated prompt we create a fresh unique story that is um, centered on um, usually an asian american perspective so this was an episode i did with just you back when she still worked at cape before we started the good pop culture club and together we created a action epic taking place during the opium wars where a humble pharmacist takes his revenge on the british invaders and if you enjoyed this podcast um, feel free to check out our other episodes we had a lot of great sessions with um, with guests such as um, Andrew Ahn, the um, director of Fire Island, as well as Han also joins us uh, for a couple episodes as well. And if this is something that you are interested in hearing more about, um, let us know. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, I will revive the Fresh Creatives podcast. But um, without further ado, here is Fresh Creatives Episode 8, The Pharmacist. Enjoy. You're listening to... Welcome to Fresh Creatives, where we build stories from your ideas. And hey everyone, welcome to Fresh Creatives. Or should I say welcome back to Fresh Creatives? We've been gone for a little while, but thanks to everyone for hanging around and waiting for us. Uh, my name is Marvinia. Joining me is Porter Young. Hi. And Jess Ju. What up? Um, Porter is coming back. She's been gone for a couple episodes, yeah. but um, we're, <laughs> we're lucky to have her back. She's one of our OG hosts. No, I'm um, happy to be back. With uh, me and Chris Din. Chris Din, of course, is not here right now. You can't hear his lovely, deep voice. No, I'm, I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm back. He's I have off. no idea what Chris He's sounds like. He's off being I'm not a movie lie. star somewhere. Yeah, probably. But I do miss his voice. It's yeah. so soothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a poor substitute. No, Chris no. Hole in your heart, but I will do my best. But we're back for what I'm going to call season two of Fresh Creatives, since we've taken such a long hiatus. Mm -hmm. uh, Fresh Creatives, for those of you new to this show, is of course a show about creating stories. We take ideas from you, our listeners, and we turn them into narrative pitches um mix them through a ideal bucket and we just write new stories because let's be honest there's not enough new stories out in the world everyone's remaking shit everyone is doing the same things over and over again reboots i know i know we were just talking about that <laughs> i did like the new it though it was really fun to watch i did not watch it because that, the know. miniseries traumatized me as a kid i don't mess with clowns oh yeah the 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 original one the tim curry me. Clown? and it was Ooh. on and it was on tv yeah it was like, like a two-part thing on tv so all kids could easily access it <laughs> I'm waiting for like my Austin Powers reboot. I'm waiting for like my Transformers reboot. God, I know. who would 
Who would? Yeah. Who do you think would do Austin Powers? I was going to say who would do Austin Powers, and then who would do Transformers again? It, it's going to happen. Like another it's reboot. Happen. I'm waiting for my Fast and I know the, this Fast and Furious series hasn't even finished, but I'm waiting for the reboot of that. So they can so they can bring back the Paul Walker character as like Ooh. recast, like like a prequel, like his younger de- days, well, just, Vin Diesel's younger just, days. Just recast the entire cast, right? Yeah. Um, instead of uh, so the Rock is now Vin Diesel. Because you got to keep the rock, and I don't know. Liam Hemsworth can play the Paul Liam Walker Hemsworth. Character. I don't know. We already talked about this. Is Liam Hemsworth a good actor? I don't know. <laughs> Is he good looking? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, what do you say we get started with this episode? Uh, for our new listeners, every episode we go through a couple ideas from our uh, story pitch submissions Google Doc. And we develop uh, a, a quick pitch, and then we decide on one to flesh out. And so um, these ideas, thank you for everyone who've, who've been submitting ideas. This first one comes all the way back from June of 2017. Um, it's from Jason, uh, Jason Tran. His idea is a college student found his grandpa's old road trip journal and decides to mirror that route. Turns out that his grandpa caused some trouble. I love that. And uh, we're going to run that through the genre bucket and let's see what we got. It's a thriller. We got to make this a thriller. Oh, dear. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So what are the main components of a thriller? Suspense. um, He should be like chased, right? Yeah. Like like someone's following him or... Or yeah, he's either, following someone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. either he, someone's following him, or he's following someone. Or you know, if if someone finds out that he's like retracing these steps, maybe they don't want him to find out something, and they start right. following him. So it could be like a fake out, right? The movie starts out like a regular road trip story, yeah, like a with fun buddies, road trip thing. But then there's some sinister, like you start noticing like the same car tra- trailing mm-hmm. behind them, and then mm-hmm. oh yeah, that would be a good one. We yeah. could go so many different directions with that. Um, like maybe like is his grandfather a good or bad person? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. what happened on that trip that he's doing? Like maybe somebody is trying to save him. Maybe someone's trying to stop him from finding something out. Yeah. Or yeah. We can can, like bring him to some creepy locales, like abandoned, like (laughs) cities, abandoned houses. Like Mm -hmm. grandpa, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like he might have no idea who his grandpa is. And obviously the person trailing him, should be someone who knew his grandfather who was probably who was probably his grandfather's traveling companion or rival or i don't know or even like a a relative of that person oh. you know someone his age maybe that like knows more about all this that stuff. would be a good twist if it's something like if it was like his uncle or like his someone in his family great uncle or something mm-hmm. yeah Secret yeah. family. Cool. I like that. I, I like this genre bucket thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's new, right? It's, it, it makes things much more. Uh, uh, sometimes we get we, sometimes we get lucky. Sometimes we get mockumentary. So mockumentary. <laughs> um, um, all right. Next idea comes from um, Eric Osgood. Um, a pharmacist tired of his town's drug problem becomes a dealer and uses the money he makes to fix the addiction epidemic on his own. Wait, wait. So he becomes a deal. He starts selling drugs to fix the drug problem. Yes. Huh. Okay. <laughs> and this one, going back to the idea bucket, is going to be a martial arts movie. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so can we take this back to like ancient China? Let's like take this to the opium wars. All right. I'm talking cues. I'm talking but you know the long braids, the cool hats. Yeah, I'm talking brocade I love those. vests. I love those. I grew up watching those kind of films. Okay, so so he's like he's like a like a like a apothecarious pharmacist <laughs> like working in like the imperial city and then right. the opium wars have come and you know China's being ravaged by by this these drugs brought in by the white devils uh-huh <laughs> and, and yeah and people are fighting over territories or profits so maybe he and- goes in he goes in as like undercover right yeah he's like he's like it's like the departed where he's oh gosh the departed back in those days that would be awesome <laughs> yeah um, but I'm curious. So he sells drugs to stop the drug problem. Yeah. So is it like he's selling a cure to the opium? Like, so uh, I guess he's he's. Hmm. That's because may- what drug would solve a drug problem? Uh, you know. Maybe okay. Maybe it's they're trying to form a resistance, right? Uh-huh. But then they realize they don't have the money. The only way to get the money is to sell drugs. Or maybe he's selling like really potent opium to like. The 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 maybe he only sells to the British. Yes. Yeah. And then to get them more money because 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 he's an apothecary like he's like a herbalist right he laces it with like secret Chinese herbs to make it like super he like makes the purest opium or something he's like he's like Walter White (laughs) but like China eighteen hundreds opium dealing but only to like the bad guys and then. Or maybe he like decides he's gonna like clean up the streets, so he like all the like so he's gonna like like mess up the bad guys who are selling, like Chinese and British, who are like just like making the drug problem worse. But yeah. like all the innocent people who are addicted, he's like gonna help them like <laughs> Well obviously he gets way too into it. He gets like a taste of the money and then uh-huh. the, the 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 act two kind of uh conflict is people telling him they're like remember the mission remember yeah. what you're here to do that's he, so it's like walter white and the de- the departed right. in ancient china yeah. <laughs> did he did he, um, did he break the number one rule of don't get, drug dealing right. never get high this is scar this supply. is chinese scarface we're making chinese scarface <gasps> yes. right here with martial arts and then he accidentally yeah so he's like <laughs> so instead of m16 at the end he like does kung fu and then can yes. we have Ip man yeah. in there because i yeah Ip man <laughs> somehow get him in there. yeah some form of wing chung that could be the martial art that he practices. Sure. <laughs> I totally know all about that. So th- obviously it stars Donnie Yen as the pharmacist. I think it should be like Expendables. We should get everybody in there. So it should be like <laughs> yes. Jet Li and Jackie Chan and Donnie Yen like mm-hmm. playing like one side. And then like the British can be played by like Jason Statham. That's like the only accent he can do anyways. Oh, all those like extreme actors. Yeah. Liam, like, Liam Neeson. It needs, to be like a, it needs to be a pretty boy British guy though. It should be like a... Ed Skrin. Ed yes. let's get let's throw oh, that yeah. homie a job yeah like yeah. he's he's cool we can we can you know he's invited to dim sum we'll give him a job where he can <laughs> and this time he's actually playing a white guy so it's fine yeah. it's grind he's british that's perfect awesome i like that one too oh it's gonna be hard to choose we should do, just do all of them no marvin <laughs> do like, like a three, a three hour, hour podcast <laughs> my meter's gonna all run right. out our last one here is um from lauren this one came a couple of days ago a man experiences a hug for the first time in his life. That is so sad. Okay. And this is? It's like that music video from the 90s. <laughs> this is a found footage film. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> like like kind of like Blair Witch, like Blair you know? Witch, or like. <laughs> All right, or Cloverfield or something. So, so yes. So we're going like horror, like it's so like. Is there? Is I don't there, know if it's horror. Is there a found footage film that isn't horror? I mean, documentaries very rare because well, well, found footage is different though. Mockumentary is like they know they're carrying a camera yeah. and filming it, but yeah, like found, found footage, footage is, is usually like something bad happened per- yeah. and then they found it. Yeah, first person. This is so, maybe okay, so. Maybe he got so obsessed with hugs he like started kidnapping people just to hug them. <laughs> oh my God. Let's go back. Maybe let's go back to why this person's never been hugged. And this could be like a bubble boy situation or like a uh, was that that YA film that just came out a while ago? Everything, everything, everything. everything. Like he has an autoimmune disease that makes him allergic to everything. <gasps> oh, I didn't see that. Or like dead. Everything's deadly to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the found footage is like like. Scientist research videos and parents' home videos, and um, and maybe, oh. So through yeah. the found footage is how we realize that he's never been touched or had a hug. Yeah, and maybe from the start of it, we well we'd have to find a reason why we're watching this found footage. It could be. Like a Truman Show experiment, maybe, where oh. you drop this kid into like an isolated so sad. world. Oh my god, that makes and me see so how, sad. See if nurture versus nature is you really guys, the cause of. Yeah, obviously, like I can tell you, like all I'm thinking, my brain is going to like Russian experiments, and like you find out, like if he gets touched, he absorbs energy and like explodes things. Because found footage isn't necessarily real, right? It's just, yeah. it's told through home video and, and archive it, footage, I guess. But uh, when films are made that way, I think they're they're made to be felt like it's real, yeah. right? Like it's a real thing that we're you know, witnessing or yeah. what's that? What's that series of um, Halloween movies? Halloween Town. Par- no, Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity. Yeah, that, that's, that's found very, footage too. <laughs> very different yeah, yeah. experiences. That, that's found footage, but it's yeah. found after something they all yeah something bad really <laughs> really bad happened to them what if it's just found footage of this kid walking around wanting a hug i know for like <laughs> an it, hour is that sad or creepy <laughs> i don't know um, yeah hmm. or like lab footage like he's in oh, a lab somewhere and yeah. then all that like yeah like he's a scientific so what w- what what would the um the narrative arc be then because it's always like a this even though it's like it's found footage there's still a story right so the story mm-hmm. is maybe it's him looking f- like him figuring out oh maybe it's it's like um we can kind of mix it in with with uh like ex machina where it's him trying to f- you see him trying to figure out a way to con or to manipulate his caretakers into letting him or setting it up so that, that he escapes. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So has he never had a hug because there's something that happens when he hugs somebody and they're either trying to keep everyone else safe or keep him safe? I think that's the secret. I think we okay. keep that a secret. Yeah. Um, you, you hear the found footage of like the doctors alluding to maybe something that happened before. Mm-hmm. when he, And then like, so I like um, just the idea where it's like, it's, it's actually a bad. It's actually a good thing he's never been hugged. What if it's like yeah. a like a Silence of the Lambs? He's like you. You build up all the sympathy, sympathy. Like you see footage of him growing up and like mm-hmm. in this very sterile environment, and then like 
you're like, oh, this is so sad. Like, so the entire movie is like him, like building an empathy towards him and how he has no human contact. By the very end, he finally manipulates someone or like gets someone to hug him, and then it becomes like Hannibal Silence of the Lambs, where he like is able to like break out. Like, and secretly all along, he's been like this really deadly like. Yeah. that can't be unleashed into the world. Yeah. No, I like that idea. That, yeah. that's, you, that's yeah. where I would go to. And then the last scene is just him that. like smirking at the camera. Camera, and then yeah. he like blacks it out. <laughs> and then you're yeah. like, oh crap, what happened? Yeah. It's like, um, have you seen Primal Fear? I don't watch scary movies. That's a, more of a thriller, though. It was, um, it was um, Edward. Norton. Edward Norton and just, um, Richard Gere. Someone just talked to me about that movie. Wasn't yeah. that one of his first films? It's one of his first films. Yeah. Um, it's basically he. He's about he has the like schizophrenia, right? Quote unquote, like he has well, he's, multiple personality disorder. The whole entire movie, he's like um, a like he's an altar boy who murders a priest, and he's like um, autistic, oh. like mentally disabled. And then at the end, you spoiler realize... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. At the end, you realize he's been he faking, faking it the no, entire time. No, I wanted to watch it. Oh, oh no. Sorry, <laughs> I thought you'd watch it. No, I just said I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm still going to watch it. But... Um, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. That's kind of like that's a not the usual enti- suspect. That's not the entire... Because... Yeah, just, just, yeah okay. There's, there is schizophrenia in it. Everybody else, if you want to know about this movie, look it up. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about it anymore. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. But that sounds like Usual Suspects, too. Kind of. Yes. But a twist. Yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't spoil the entire thing, because I know there's there's another key part of that of that twist. Okay, I'll watch it we will, before. We, hey, stop we, talking we about it, Marvin. I st- <laughs> stop talking about it. I'll, I'll watch it this weekend. <laughs> I'm just trying to get ahead of the tweets telling me that that's not the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have our three pitches. We have our road trip thriller, uh, Grandpa road trip thriller. Uh, we have our kung fu pharmacist movie, kung and we have pharmacist. our um, creepy kid found footage movie. I like the first and the last one. I like the road trip and the kid one. Hmm. What do you I, think? I don't know between the two. Which I like kung fu pharmacist, <laughs> but you know my favorite movie is Rush Hour too. So is it? It I, is. I love Rush Hour 2. Oh, okay. 2? Why not Rush Hour 1? Number 2 has, <laughs> has Las Vegas. It has Zhang Ziyi going, you want Apple? Apple? Oh my gosh. I used to do that in high school all the time to my Zang, friends. Zang, They'd you be want eating. Apple? <laughs> Every time I saw a friend eating an apple, I would say, you want Apple? <laughs> yes. Yes. Which is like the best movie ever that's like written, the only line she says, acted. right? I don't remember that scene. I think They're that's the only the line she says. The I don't. Limo. I don't remember that movie. She's cutting an apple with a knife, and, and then she offers it to the <laughs> FBI undercover F- female FBI agent, and then like the woman's like, like calls her Zangzi a bitch, and then she like throws the knife into the apple while it's like in the other woman's mouth, and she's like all like crazy. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Woman deserves an Oscar. All right, Marvin, you're gonna cast the deciding vote. Then you pick Ugh. any of the three. This is. I like all three. Pick. Um, I'm gonna go with, um, because I like the idea of a. <laughs> oh my god, the suspense! <laughs> Which uh, one are you picking? <laughs> I feel like the third one. We kind of it's basically the spoil. We explained it already. It. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because we already talked about the twist. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking between the first and the second one. The first one is interesting because then we can come up, we can like talk about like what the mystery is. Mm-hmm. But the second one we kind of go nuts and they kind of want to go nuts. 
So I'm going to go with the second one, the okay. Kung Fu Pharmacist. All right, we're going to make the Kung Fu, but we can go, maybe one day we can come back to the, the pitches that we passed on and, yeah. and flesh those out too. Cause that's, yeah, that's true, because some of them are really interesting. Yeah, because this, this is our podcast and we can do whatever the hell it. we want. Yes, okay, so <laughs> Kung Fu Pharmacist. Right. So Can we use that theme song, Kung Fu Fighting? But like make it a more yeah, like but remade sinister and a zither yeah, and but, like real Asian. But redone by like I feel like no, I feel like it needs to be like contemporary music in like a, like a, a rock Quentin and roll Tarantino. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was I joking like by the way. Kung Fu, about fighting, Kung Fu fighting. But it needs to be remade by by an Asian American band, maybe. Like so I don't know. Hey. Well, fade in. We see a not it the flashcard. Oh, it needs up. to be a hip hop track. Oh, by G. Amazawa. Or like, oh, and like gin and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. So it'd be actually be a a um a diss track on Kung Fu Fighting, right? Or something. I don't know how mm-hmm. hip hop works. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Well, like like I think we need to start. You know, we need to start with an origin story, right? All good, like. Epic adventures start with like the childhood moment that defines them. Yeah, maybe his family was addicted to opium. No, yeah, no. We have to show like before opium came into oh. like their world. So like we we open up and there's like a title card about like eighteen before the opium wars. I don't know when that is. Not a historian. <laughs> so like let's say like eighteen. I thought you were a historian. I try to. Google this is it. why we ask you on the show. I know. You're, you're, like, you're our you resident can historian. Everything of the Middle Ages. <laughs> Are you like you just? <laughs> I have no Wi-Fi in here, so I can't pick it up. But like, you so can like, explain all about the Mongolian Wars. It's, you just everything you heard on hardcore history. So it's like eighteen, eighteen something, right? Like eighteen twenties, I think, or is, is before the Open War. So like eighteen hundreds, like it opens up, and like we're in this like idealic like, like port town it's in like, China, like, like Elizabeth the First era, right? No, that's Open Wars was in the eighteen hundreds, dude. Like the eighteen forties. So mm-hmm. like it's, it'll be like ten, twenty years before that. Okay, and like his, I think his dad maybe was also an apothecary. Well, yeah, because you, you know you, you train business. your you train your your son, yeah. right? So what's what's this? What's our main character's name? Aang. I'm just kidding. I love Avatar. Aang. 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 I love Avatar. That last Aang. Aang Mei Huang. That's Marvin's name, by the way. Really? Mm. Well, like the Mei Mei Huang. I'm slaughtering it, but yeah. But Aang is your name. No. Your Chinese name. Oh, oh. Okay. But like we can name it Yuan Mei Huang. <laughs> you know there is there is a Chinese um, soap opera um, drama taking place in that era with a pharmacist with my surname. Because he's oh, really? a famous pharmacist, but they they use the other pronunciation of my last name, so they use "le" instead of "yeah." yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so like, Aang Aang's a kid. He's maybe mm-hmm. like he's like eight years old. He's running around this like beautiful port city. Like everyone's saying hi to him very yeah. friendly, and you see him like kind of like running around with his friends, and then he like pops into his dad's apothecary store, and like his dad's like. St- like stern but loving mm-hmm. um you know kind of teases him they have a really good relationship and his father's like a pillar of the community like helping people get better you know you know we love our asian medicine mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know they they really respect him and like our dried herbs yeah he's mm-hmm. he's like doling out remedies to the town and then like 
a poor woman comes in and she can't afford it, but he's like, it's okay, like, it's okay, like, grandma, like, I'll take care of you. And he's like yeah. looking with his father in adoration when suddenly. This is the intro of Tiger bam. Hunter. You say, you're, ta- you're, you're literally recreating the intro <laughs> that, of Tiger that Hunter. Is also, so- probably, I think, the last movie. But no, bam. <laughs> but then the imperial, the Im- empire, the British empire, soldiers of the British so empire. So is this the first contact with the British empire or like, this is like have they been on. here for a while? No, this is like, early, like, because. Because they were, well, the British Empire had been there for a while, but like it was post opium war, they were really like, you have to let our drugs in. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I feel like there needs to be something that makes him desperate enough to welcome that in because he is a pillar of the community and he, and it seems like he's a stand up guy. And no, it's I, don't, I think city. he dies. Oh. I think he gets killed. I think he, right, refuses, he refuses to sell opium. And then the British make an example of him. Yeah. And he actually has like, a, not a remedy, but like he has other things that people don't need. So uh-huh. people don't need opium in this town. Yeah. He has like, he has like opium pain. nicotine. Yeah, no, nic- has, nicorette, like, <laughs> nicorette, like opium gum. You know, he's doling yeah. out like tig- his version of Tiger Bomb and Bipoko, you know, that black syrup throat cough syrup like yeah he's, all, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like doling that out so like so they like set so they make an example of him and set it up as like uh, an accident or something but he kind of sees that maybe they, they frame him <gasps> oh i they like frame that him. they frame him and yeah. they're like as like the opium dealer and basically they like in the fray he gets shot or he gets yeah like the building burns down yeah. or something happens and then like, from there on his son is the opium dealer's son yeah Ooh. oh so he gets branded so he can't like and then maybe his yeah. mom gets so depressed that she gets addicted to opium, opium. Oh, and then yes. that, that way yeah. he sees like what opium does to somebody and then growing up with that reputation as well yeah, yeah. you know yeah so and he decides like, to just oh lean your father in. he's like you already think i'm not worth anything mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna like be a jerk yeah so that's like that was like his origin story so like he just like is this little kid like hiding while watching his like father's livelihood reputation just like burn down and mm-hmm. then flash 10 years later well, and then, and then he catches years? he catches a glimpse of the captain the british captain played Ooh, by Ed Scrine. yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he, yeah, he, he, I, I think he should know that they set his data. Yeah. So yeah. he, yeah. And, um, yeah. And then he, 10 years later, yeah. we can see like the city that was once bustling. It's like just like this dark, grim, drug ridden, yeah. yeah. town, laden town. And then there's like a montage of him like growing up, getting the fights and learning like street kung fu, yeah. like street martial mm-hmm. arts. Yeah. Yeah. Playing dirty a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is good. Someone make this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that so he's now gr- he's now a grown adult. Yeah. Oh, during the montage, also it's you're playing whatever the the Asian version of Dropkick Murphys is. I'm still thinking oh, of yeah, The Departed, yeah. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Hakuna Matata, and I no. got really excited. <laughs> Dropkick Murphy, like yeah, <laughs> like those Irish uh, punk. We should get Shanghai Restoration Project to score this movie. Have you heard of him? Uh-uh. Yeah, we can do anything yeah. we want, Marvin. It's all <laughs> yeah. hypothetical. He's like this DJ that mixes a contemporary like like music with traditional Chinese instruments. Yeah, it's oh, really that's Shanghai cool. Restoration plus Yo Yo Ma. Like yeah. they can they can score this movie. <laughs> we can do anything, Marvin, because it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. We don't have the funding yet. <laughs> We're putting this out there in the universe. Yeah. Um, I have to check them out. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so he grows up. He is now like a hooligan. Right, yeah, he like is a, a near do well, but he's also kind of like a Robin Hood character, right? He like he helps people out yeah. when he can't. Like he, I think, like still deep in his heart, he's still like 
his dad's son. So there needs to be a scene where you where, where we set this up, right? We see like a British man, like accosting. Yeah, like pushing aside, like or like being really really mean to like a shop owner or uh-huh. like someone on the street, extorting them or something. Yeah, and then you see him like throw a punch or like beat him up, but then as he's leaving, um, or as he's running away from, I, I guess the cops. Or like the other, his backup forces. Yeah, he throws like the the sack of coins that the guy stole back to the person, yeah. right? or, some, or something like yeah. that. Where you, you see that he's he's getting in trouble, but it's because he wants to help the community. Yeah. yeah, right. But does the community like know that he's doing this stuff, or do they still see him as like the opium dealer's son? I think, the, and he's like outcasted. I think the community does, but the community is also poor, uh-huh. right? So they don't they don't. Like I think the nobles or the people trying to like because obviously the the opium trade couldn't like be there had to, has to be people like going along with it right yeah, yeah. Like, because you're making money yeah so I think amongst the amongst like the like the 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 slums or the neighborhood that he lives in he's kind of like he's like the the local like enforcer yeah. or something right like don't mess with people here or else your answer to ang. And how old is he now? It's probably what, 21, 20? Early 20s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's like his status quo. So what's the inciting incident that leads him on this adventure? Maybe he accidentally comes into possession of a supply of opium. Mm-hmm. Or somehow, somehow he needs to get into his. So yeah. So how does he come up with his plot to infiltrate the opium trade to like destroy it from within, right? Maybe something happens with his mom since she's addicted to opium. Yeah, and it's like both of his parents were taken by this. Maybe he follows her to her opium den Mm -hmm. and kind of does like surveillance on the supply chain. (laughs) God, you're such an MBA student. Talking about <laughs> supply chains. It's gotta be a way the opium then gets his opium. Yeah. So you trace yeah. it back to the source and you find out Ed Scrine is the man. <laughs> and when he sees him, you're like, he gets oh, yeah. he's like, you. Maybe maybe this is like is this is this opium any different? Like is it stronger? Is it like more deadly? Like I think Maybe it has yes. To be an, yes. Like so, it has to be like something. So we cut to a scene of Ed Scrine kind of explaining that like Chinese people are trash, mm-hmm. and we're gonna bleed them dry with this like special, extra addictive opium that they like created. <coughs> or is it like cut with something dangerous? Like either way. Yeah, maybe they want. Maybe they want to just get rid of this whole town and build something there. Maybe yeah. Maybe or maybe. Oh, they're gonna double dose lace this like opium so everyone ODs, and they're gonna try to bulldoze this town and like make their new shining port. Yeah, the new like port. The jewel of the British Empire. Yeah, that sounds very. That sounds very uh, British. British and American. Yeah, <laughs> yes. those imperialists. Okay, so like, so they're coming. So, so he realizes. I guess he overhears that. That's the plot, right? They're, yeah, they've doubled. Like, it's so strong. This is like super strong. Like, everyone's gonna. I mean, oh, yeah. he doesn't overhear it, but he he because he's a pharmacist's son. He kind of notices that this new batch is different. Yeah, maybe right? it's like black. Or it like looks black. Yeah, like maybe comes. maybe he overhears it and tries to run home to stop his mom. Or when his oh. mom ODs, he figures out it is a different type of yeah. heroin or so, opium. Yeah. Sorry, but anyway, mama's dying. <laughs> mama's just out. We yeah. make him an orphan for extra mm-hmm. steak punch. 
Cool. <laughs> steaks, you know, raisins. Extra steaks, steaks, yeah. Okay. Here's a steak, raisin it. <laughs> so he looks around and like he realizes someone has to do something. Yes. Like maybe maybe he goes to like the local magistrate and they're all in on it. Or they're they're turning a blind eye because they're getting paid off. Yes. Yeah. So he realizes he's, and they don't care about the poor, like yeah. under they're gonna class get a people. Cut. Yeah, they're going to live in the jewel of the new of the new empire. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're going to make so much money off this these port, this new port. You know, their families in the business. You know, they're going to they're going to do really well. So they want <laughs> mm-hmm. to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he decides then to infiltrate. Infiltrate. Yes. Right? So he needs. I think he has to make. This is our first big kung fu fight. I think he's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna make it so that he's gonna make it vi- visible, like like who who the British Empire, like the soldiers, like have been having trouble with someone maybe like in the town, and he's gonna like take them out. So like maybe like one of the like annoying ruling class families like is just giving them trouble. And I got it. I, I got it. So um. So the British um, are using a certain person or, or or dealer to push the drugs into this area, mm. right? So he makes it so that 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 person disappears, right? The dealer is no longer there, and then he uses his reputation as like the local hooligan or mm-hmm. the near do well to become the new dealer. Yes, right. Also. Yeah, so he's going to be a dealer, or is he also going to make drugs? Because I thought he was a pharmacist too. Um, um, like maybe he well, shows them that he can that he can make, or some yeah, something happens to their person who's making the drugs or something, or the person who's making it is addicted stronger, to who's it. making it stronger. Yeah, yeah, and he can make a more pure Walter form oh, of it. You know, that's true. Yeah, he. Anyways, yeah, he he muscles in on yeah. uh, he he becomes a new dealer because he shows that yeah so he's like first, better at, first, yeah I like that I like yeah. that yeah yeah but like first big kung fu fight he like goes in the middle of the night and he like kicks all the like, henchmen's asses and like <laughs> takes them down and like and then like when the British come again for their new drop off he's like I'm the new guy like I'll help you out <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. And then he takes the supply and he basically so he can go either way, right? He can either engineer it so it's less yeah. harmful or like yeah. he's like just super talented and he learned from his dad. Yeah. So he he uses his dad's um herbal knowledge to make a less dangerous but still equally kind of potent drugs to ease his community off the drugs while mm-hmm. also um starting to deal like getting the British high on their own supply. Yeah, super, right? super yeah. heroin, <laughs> super, super opium. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how does so how does this fall apart? Right, we need like a second act, like setup, third act yeah. setup, where things are like he gets found out, or there there is like a how would big you? Push. Yeah, how would you get the British addicted without the people seeing what's happening or? Getting getting onto him, you know. I, mean, I feel like they were they were they were getting high themselves, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. White boys love drugs. <laughs> so is it like his version is something that has a longer term effect that you don't really see right away, and then and then like if you know after a certain amount of time something happens to these British people, maybe he like maybe he starts giving something. like free like when the British come to pick up the the cash right because mm-hmm. they got a deal he like slips them some of his stuff like mm-hmm. here on the like on me yeah right and he starts and that's how the the super opium gets starts getting spread amongst the British the British uh, 
invaders and yeah, yeah. the soldiers yeah or maybe he's like because i feel like like just to tie maybe like the drug dealer that he ousted was still was also still the apothecary pharmacist or like that's that's always like that's kind of a convention like the apothecary is also the opium dealer like that's just well known in this neighborhood so now he's also like the apothecary person like the pharmacist and maybe like when the british are coming in to like drop their supply they're like it's like oh i see that you have this like wound or sores like oh i have something for you and then they're all like really hesitant like oh no no i'm not gonna use that like eastern shit but then he's like so like charming like he schmoozes them he's like no 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 try this but he's like laced it with opium right (laughs) okay does that make him unlikable i think that's really bad (laughs) to secretly drug your oppressors yeah i mean i guess i'm trying to figure out like um what is what is going to be the breaking point for them all yeah. being addicted to opium? Yeah. Like, uh, how is that going to? Maybe this make all happens because Ed Screen's so Ed Screen gets called back to England for like his yearly report or some something's happening mm-hmm. or maybe he's getting promoted to lord or knighted or or whatever. And so while he's gone is when Aang makes this move and he changes everything while yeah. he's gone. But so the main, yeah, the main, well, like he's the main antagonist though, right? Right. So, so when Ezra screen. comes back, he realizes something's amiss. Like, why, why are the people not all OD'd? Why are my soldiers all like hooked on dope? Um, what is going on? And then he like, cause he's smart. He's like the, the, the captain, right? Yeah. And he like traces it back to the pot carry. And then I guess the moment he, they meet eyes. So there's gotta be this tense scene, right? Where he comes back. And mm-hmm. I don't think Aang... Re- he visits the apothecary yeah. by himself. I don't think Aang um, expects it. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he's back early. Um, he got called back early. And so there's this tense scene of them, like, trying to feel each other Suss out. Suss each other out. Right. Yeah. Like, in and the then, dark at night in his apothecary, like, just looking. Ooh. And then maybe Ed Screen realizes that he's the son yeah. of the person maybe he's Aang over. says something, like, a certain detail. Yeah, that like no one else should would know, uh-huh. and then he realizes, but he like he plays it off, right? Oh, have a good day, sir, and then like he so, walks off. Yeah, but during this time when he's gone, should he be doing something with the villagers, like co- collaborating with them, where you know to get ready for <clears throat> something, or is he just doing all this on his own? That's true because we want we wanted to make this like an Expendables cast, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, because also, what's going to happen when when the captain comes back and finds out what he's done? It's like it's just him. Like he's just he's trying to make the villagers better. But like, who? How yeah. are they going to get the British out? And how are they going to stop the British from? Maybe okay. So how about so after the tense confrontation, Ed Screen orders his men to torch the apothecary. Yes, uh-huh. or maybe even just the village. Right, and then as the soldiers come with torches, the village rallies around the, the apothecary. Yeah, like he's right. lost his patience. He's like, I'm not going to wait for this town to kill yeah. itself. He's I'm, lost yeah. his patience, but the, the village has also found its nerve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and they're, they're standing up too. Yeah. Maybe we can do like a... Well, they should find out, the villagers should find out that his dad wasn't bad, and then they like, they it redeems him and his family's reputation and... That I think even without that, they realize they realize that even if his father was bad, he's good. Yeah, yeah. Right? we can yeah. have like this big front confront, like 
at the end of Lion King when like Simba's holding down Scar. He's like, tell <laughs> yeah. them. Tell oh, them. Yeah. He's like, I killed Mufasa. Yeah. Like, yeah, that kind of a thing. <laughs> because before that, you know, everybody loved his dad. He was yeah. like a pillar of the community. And so maybe they just, they quickly outcasted him and his family. And then his mom fell to drugs and then died. Yeah. And then he's an outcast. He's an orphan. So like maybe, yeah, there's that confrontation and uh, confession. And then that's what rallies the whole village to fight against yeah. the yes. British. And then like really epic fight scenes, yeah. right? <laughs> like, um, Maybe also like a little bit of Skyfall slash Home Alone where like they're booby trapped the village, <laughs> but with Kung Fu. Right. That would yeah. be awesome. And so like the final, so yeah, so there, there's a big fight and the villagers are able to drive off the British. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or would, would this be the climactic battle? Yeah. You got the whole yeah. village. Yeah. yeah. So the end, it ends with, um, it ends with S Green and Aang um fighting in a burning in the burning apothecary. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Like a one on one like fight because yes. the, the fire's blocking everyone else off. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's like like the epic, you know, yeah. final fight, right? So it takes it takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> drags stuff on and on, but everything's cool. Yeah, he's using like the shelves of the apothecary yeah. to like fight, and, and also like, throwing stuff that blows up in the fire. Yeah, <laughs> is opium flammable? Like, will opium combust? I mean, I'm sure half like the Chinese herbal medicines are combustible. So, yeah, yeah. I just imagine stuff in a apoth- apothecary's yeah. place. Lots of you know, lots of preservatives, Oil oils. And- yeah. Okay, and so eventually yeah. he like maybe like. So, like, I would say, like, um, Aang gets out of the building or something, and he wins. And it's, like, should should it be, like, an active killing? Or should it be, like, he's still going to be a better man? And then, like, Ed, but Ed Screen's, like, pride or his, like, inability to, like... Yeah, so yeah be, like, he tries to pull him out, and Ed Screen's like, like no, I no, would rather you're, not. You're filth. And then, like, <laughs> and it collapses on him. I, yeah. I think it's more, it's more, it's got to be one of those... Um, he shows mercy and then Ed Screen takes advantage of it, right? So like he he pulls up, him out of the fire yeah. and says, Leave and never come back. Like yeah. like like Lion King, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then as he turns his back, he like pulls his secret knife from his like boot. Mm-hmm. And then um But then, and then something no- karma karmatic happens where he like kills himself. He gets himself killed essentially. Yeah. Because he didn't accept the mercy. Yeah. Or or like Aang does like his family's secret move. I don't know. <laughs> like a super cool drop. All of a sudden he has like Street Fighter moves. Um, <laughs> he does like the roadhouse like yeah. road crab. <laughs> or he just like, pushes him into like a whole freaking like <laughs> pile of opium and he ODs or something. <laughs> he somehow eats all of it. Like, falls in head first. Um, or maybe he gets saved by like um, a friend who who didn't have a nerve we've only introduced that now yeah. so he's had a he's had a he's had a best friend that he's always protected throughout throughout growing up and the best friend's always been kind of like like a cowardly like, yeah cowardly cat. scared yeah. like he's like the comic relief right like and then at the end as as ed screen is about to backstab his friend he finds his nerve and like Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, probably his family was, was infected by opium too. Yes, yeah. they had guns. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Cool. And then And then like we cut to like the epilogue where like the town's rebuilding. Uh-huh. They're re- they're all helping to rebuild the apothecary and now he's taking yeah. his rifle place as the far- apothecary 
pharmacists and, and then, people from all around the world come there for his medicine and he's yeah. this famous person now but then he's also earned the ire of the british empire <laughs> <laughs> what's is there a secret review it's like wow this this bomb is great what do you call it tiger bomb <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrong and it's so soothing <laughs> it's, this yeah. has all been a great this has all been a commercial and for yeah, tiger bomb yeah maybe the british uh empire wants to keep it under wraps or secret so they're like okay we'll leave your town alone if you like don't reveal anything that happened here or something like that and then they can live in peace yeah. <laughs> did Ed, but did Ed Skrein secretly survive? But he has like a half messed up face, and he had to go and yeah. get revenge in the sequel. No, I think he's dead. He's dead. Okay, he's dead, yeah, the end. Yay! <laughs> he's dead, or he could be alive. Yeah. Either one. I think it would. I think be this, interesting. The, the the sequel would be like, what what are you what are you going to do if the British come back? He'll be like, <laughs> let them come. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then rap song. <laughs> oh yeah, dude! I would watch this movie. Yeah, what's what's it called? The Kung pharmacist. Fu, Kung Fu Pharmacist? Kung Fu that pharmacist. was a cool name. Kung Fu Pharmacist. <laughs> Kung Fu, that sounds like a really weird spinoff of Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> or The Pharmacist. The Pharmacist. Yeah. The, the, the Pharmacist. pharmacist. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or The Apothecary. Which one sounds yeah. more... Uh, more dramatic, yeah. The apothecary sounds more dramatic, but the pharmacist sounds cooler. I don't yeah. know why. The pharmacist sounds cooler. Yeah. It's because it's, like, it's ancient China, but we're using a modern term. Yeah. The pharmacist. <laughs> pharmacist. Um, and then blackout and like beats coming, drop. Coming it's like the origin story of like a superhero. 2009. <laughs> like he's the pharmacist. This is so good. I would, like, and then, and then when, he uses Kung Fu and medicine to whoop your butt. And when all these Asian kids, now it'd be cool to be a pharmacist, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> There's a lot of Asian pharmacists. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I could be a hero too, like that guy. <laughs> all right. The pharmacist. Let's, let's, okay. So recapping the plot, right? So it starts off with, um, our main character, Aang, losing his father to British goons led by Ed Screen. Mm-hmm. He grows up to be a, a hooligan but with, with a heart, heart of gold. gold. Um, mm-hmm. He has a friend who's kind of a doofus. Um, he, his Take- mother passes away from opium addiction that she gained from her father's death, his father's death. Mm-hmm. And so he decides to take down the British opium trade yes. within this village. Um, the British people are also trying to wipe out the village with super opium. Mm-hmm. So they can build a new port city in the place of where the slums are. Right. Yeah. And they go and gra- they go and then um, Aang goes and outs the existing drug dealer. This, he becomes the dealer. Yes. He infiltrates them. Yeah. And starts rebuilding the community using his medicine knowledge mm-hmm. and also... Um, and teaching them Kung Fu. Yeah. And teaching them Kung Fu. And also... Um, getting the British addicted on their own supply yeah. while Ed Screen is gone um, and not overseen. Ed Screen comes back, figures it out, and then there's a last stand. Uh-huh. And then, and then they have that moment of truth and confession and fight. And yeah. then, um, and then he's Aang saved emerged. by his friend. Yeah. <laughs> the village emerges triumphant and ready to take on anything the British Empire throws at them. Blackout, really cool hip hop song. <laughs> and all throughout, there's like like various reasons for kung fu fighting. Yeah, there's, like a, there's, probably, there's probably like a bar fight somewhere. Uh-huh. There's like oh, uh, like street fights, drug war fight, you know, dealer fight. Yeah, cool. I think movie. we got a hit. The pharmacist. The pharmacist. Cool 
coming in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think we got it. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Fresh Creatives. Um, let us know what you think of our awesome new movie um, on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you can reach out to us. Um, thanks to our guests, uh, Just You, for joining us. Where can people find your thoughts? You can find me on Twitter at Jess Jew, J-U tweets, or on Instagram at Giraffe and a Half. <laughs> you can find I'm going to find you because I really liked everything you had to say today. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Marvin Yue, at Marvin Yue. That's just my name, M-A-R-V-I-N-Y-U-E-H. And Porter, where, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Porter Young. Just Porter, last name Young, D-U-O-N-G. Um, I don't use Twitter that much actually oh, but um i'm trying to i don't know i don't i don't really know what to <laughs> okay, say Twitter's the only for old people i just i usually like they, and ex- I, they expanded the i look at Twitter. it in order to see updates but i myself I, I don't feel like i have that many interesting things to say every day <laughs> <laughs> well if you have interesting things to say to us please tweet okay. at us also tweet at our show uh, we're at fresh x creatives because fresh careers was taken so i didn't next <laughs> where do we find this person let's kick their ass to get i think they're I, I think they're they are a creative digital agency Oh, I see. <laughs> Aren't we all? Well, we're better Aren't than we them. Aren't we all a yeah. creative digital agency? Um, don't forget, if you'd like to get your ideas onto the show, you can pitch your idea to us by going to bit.ly slash pitchfc um, to give us more awesome prompts to go off of. But for all of us here at Fresh Creatives, this has been The Pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. This episode of Fresh Creatives was hosted by Marvin Yue, Porter Young, and Jess Ju, and edited by Marvin Yue. Don't forget that you can submit your own story ideas for the host to develop by filling out the form at bit.ly slash pitchfc. Fresh Creatives is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian American community. If you like our show, check out some of our other great programs, such as the Korean Drama Podcast. Uh, the Korean Drama Podcast is a rewatch podcast where people who don't watch Korean dramas watch a Korean drama and give their hot takes. Check out the Korean Drama Podcast and the other great programs of the Potluck Collective by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. I'm Charlene Kay. I'm a musician, songwriter, and guitarist. Growing up, I loved music. Whether it was pop, acoustic, emo, I ate it all up. But as a Chinese-American kid living in Scottsdale, Arizona, I also felt isolated, never really seeing artists who looked like me or shared my experiences. So after years of performing on stages all over the world, I wanted to create a space to highlight the amazing Asian musicians who I knew were out there, just not always getting played on the radio. That's why I started Golden Hour, a podcast where Asian singers, songwriters, instrumentalists, and music producers share their personal stories. And it's a space for you to discover your new favorite artist. Listen to Golden Hour with me, Charlene Kay, wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective. 